Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. Everywhere, like football, professional football, the first Sunday, Sunday, Sunday of the NFL season. The mailbag continues, and it never ends. Joined by the man from west of the 405. Now, he, I think you have to step out. Uh, you only have a few minutes here, Gascon. You have another assignment here that you have to get to, so we'll have uh, you for the first part of this yes. uh, mailbag, and then I will carry the baton after that. But uh, west of the 405, David Gascon making his way into the – podcast studio i'm here i'm here i'm here i got some bad news what's that <sighs> you know like when you can go to costco where you do you usually get your medicine at a costco or do you go to a local pharmacy where do you go uh well we have through the insurance i think my wife's insurance uh we are with one of the big med- i wish we went to costco but no <laughs> we, we go to one of the big medical conglomerates i, I want to promote them <sighs> I just got uh, a bill that I might have to pay for two small little prescription medications. $810. $810 from Costco or what? No, just from my local pharmacy. Like my Did you contact your insurance and say Yeah, my insurance else? initially said that they're not going to pick it up. Did you threaten to hire a lawyer? I no kidding, right? It's like, can I get some lube with this thing? Holy shit, $800 <laughs> well, tip- plus. Well, typically you do they, they tell you, like, you have to threaten a lawsuit, and then they'll be like, well, it's just cheaper to just pay the money. Uh, that's what I've heard. I don't know. I've never had to do it. Oh, man. I might yeah. need, need to be going the hippie route for uh, for treatment. You're going to go dock Mike and just drink your own urine? <laughs> yeah. I, drink my own urine, bathe in my own urine, uh, cook my own urine in a microwave, whatever yeah. shit he does. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I am a little surprised. And uh, speaking of the mailbag... This is a this is a, a, a turbulent week for you. I, I don't I don't know if I should do this or not, but I'm going to. Since you're on the mailbag session of this weekend podcast, I think you got to publicly apologize not only to Brian Fenley, but you might have to apologize to Moving Man Matt 
Like you took out a baton and a sledgehammer and a shovel and you decided to club all of them and then dig a ditch and put them into it. Uh, no, no, I don't. You were a little saucy this week. Uh, I was. Well, you know. I did, Retired? Well, I was a little tired. I had to do some extra work, uh, you know, and I uh, did not really have much of a weekend. No so sleep? I've been, I've been, I moved, and no. I've, they've been doing construction randomly during the day. I don't have air conditioning. I have a room air conditioner, which doesn't really work as well as I would, I would like them. It's good, <laughs> but not really sleeping good. Uh, so I don't have blackout curtains up. So all the... Elements. The comforts of life that made me, uh, you know, kind of deal with a lot of the bullcrap I don't currently have right now. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> but like, like moving man, Matt, I, I think I am the email that he sent. I did not yes. like the tone. I thought that I don't think I was wrong. And I might have been wrong to call him a douche. He's a big fan. And I, uh, I appreciate the, uh, the fandom of moving, moving man, Matt, as far as. As Brian, I know there's a bunch of people emailing me, asking me about that uh, kerfluffle that took place, that rhubarb. Um, but you know, Brian wanted to get into the ring, and when you get into the ring, and you've got to you got to make sure you don't punch outside your weight class. That's true. And and he made the mistake, and and then you know, and then I'm I'm the bad guy because he he was the one picking the fight, and uh, and then I engaged in him, and then I'm I'm the bully. Yeah, uh, which I I don't. I don't think that's that's the case. I, I like Brian. I, I don't. I think he means well, and uh, hopefully, <laughs> going forward, uh, we will we will not have this issue again. Uh, but I've always had the philosophy, uh, and I, I I had Brian's job, you know, years ago. I was a weekend anchor, and I filled in, and you know, it's just the way I was taught that when you're in someone else's house. You don't piss all over the carpet. Yes. And so that's always how I... Now, some people believe you should piss all over the carpet, but I, <laughs> I, I was raised not to do that. And so uh, I, it bothers me when people come into to somebody else's house and uh, you know try to shit on the uh, the kitchen floor. Well, you, you so, haven't been to San Francisco in a while then, I take it. Well, no, I have not. But that <laughs> happens in L.A. too. So uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, anywhere that's... where the uh, honorable governor <laughs> oversees... Uh, we say, wow, we so you've had, you've had all these elements. No sleep. No lighting or poor lighting. Poor lighting. Hungry. Yeah. Yes. Extra no, work. No weekends. No, no, no kitchen. <laughs> no we kitchen. haven't had a kitchen. Oh. And then, of course, I'll occasionally complain to my wife and say, you know, this is not great. I mean, she's how exciting everything is. She like gets yeah. all excited about everything. And I'm like, you know, uh, I'm uh, not on that uh, that page. But uh, I do have my ballot here. I'm holding my ballot in my, my hand. Yeah. And it's a very simple ballot. Although it's very long, uh, living in the state of California there. Now, a question and, for you. And it says, uh, very simply, shall Galvin, Gavin Newsom be recalled, removed yeah. from the office of governor? And you can either vote yes or no. And then it has candidates to succeed Gavin Newsom as governor if he is recalled. And there are, uh, I didn't realize how many people were running. Yeah, there's a lot. So, I see Caitlyn Jenner. There's some that we've heard of. Larry Elder, who we support. I think both of us support. Uh, yeah. Angeline. Uh, is uh, is running? It's some of these other people though. I don't know. Uh, Chauncey Slim Killins, uh, retired correctional officer. Officer. Uh, looking, I'm trying to see if any other names here. Uh, there's a lot of political hacks that I don't. Software engineers running. Major Singh, I think, is the name. Yeah. I got a question for you then. Yeah. So who did your parents vote for? Uh, oh my parents. Well, if. If I, are we in Illinois? I don't know. I mean, my dad did he uh, he vote? Uh, that would be that would be something. Are, are dead people voting? I mean, you, <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I don't know, man. I, Apparently, that stuff does not happen. 
Well, I'm sure some of that yeah. uh, that happens. Well, it depends on who wins. It, that's that will be whoever, whatever side loses, will claim that uh, there was there was fraud. I mean, it doesn't matter anyway. Let's say like Larry Elder gets in, he's only going to be the governor governor for 14 months. Yeah, and well, you can you can do some stuff for 14. Months. Yeah, but the legislator is controlled by the Democrat. I think it's like 75 percent Democrats. So I don't know yeah. if he's gonna be able to move a lot. At least you can try. Yeah, you know, and at that point, if you try, and 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 one thing about Larry Elder, he's very he's a very good communicator from his years in broadcasting. He's very good at getting a message across. Yeah, and so the theory would be that he could let people know that listen, this is I'm trying A, B, and C, and X, Y, and Z is why this isn't happening. So if you want things to change, you then have to uh, vote out these these country bumpkins, these other rubes that are supporting the uh, the nonsense that's going on. So. Yeah, and there are as you know, he has pointed out. I don't know if he's blowing smoke or not, but Elder has said that there are certain powers the governor has uh, that you can use and and get some actual change and kind of overstep the legislature if you choose to do it. So anyway, we'll see. Uh, we have uh, time for a few emails with you, and then you got to step out. So uh, this is Lord Gufa from Hooverville, USA. He says for you and whatever co-host it is this week. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather wake up in the in your underwear at work or wake up naked in the woods 20 miles from home? All right, so I'm going to go first. Now, the answer for me is uh in my underwear at work because I I have a studio in the house I am in and I could be in my underwear at work. I could be in my underwear right now and nobody would know it's radio. But if I had a job where I was around other people in a, in an office environment, then I would rather be naked in the woods, 20 miles from home. Yeah. I think I would, that would be preferable. Cause I figure there's not many people out in the woods and I think I could handle it. Okay. I'd get, I'd get some, some leaves or something. I'd be like Adam and Eve and get some leaves to cover my, my private parts, my uh, twig and berries. You know? Yeah, I'd rather do that. Um, part of the reason is if I'm in here, there's just certain people that like to talk a lot and they feel like they can garner attention by you know, bringing that to the people upstairs for whatever ah, okay. they think. So a little odd, but yeah, I mean, you have people that you know try to take people's jobs and uh-oh. Stuff like that. So there might be some uh, some snakes in the grass out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A right. little odd, little odd. So I'd, yeah, I'd I'd rather be in I'd rather be in Death Valley naked than than be here in my underwear. Yeah, no, I hear you. All right. Uh, next uh, next uh, email. Uh, Rich writes in from Parts Unknown. He says, "Will you ever switch to everyday podcast instead of the dying radio industry?" Uh, well, the radio industry is not dying. Uh, that's number one. It's changed a lot. I will give you that. The, the problem, the flaw with the podcast thing, and I, this podcast does very well, but the percentage of the amount of podcasts that are available and the percentage of people that listen to each podcast, <sighs> it's, I think we, we, got, I, I, we saw some numbers on, uh, on one of the, uh, the, the data websites it, it's like there's only four or five percent of podcasts. I don't even know if that number. Maybe I'm, I'm that number is wrong. As I understand it, though, it's like ninety five percent of podcasts people do. No one listens. Yeah, like we're lucky that this podcast has a following, and but it's because of the radio show, Rich. I mean, people. I, I I've been on radio, and and I make a lot more money from radio than I do from the podcast. 
And there are some podcasts that do very well. Uh, uh, Joe Rogan clearly has a lot of advertisers, does very well. Uh, Dan Lebetard has been able to monetize that. There's some former athletes that have deals with Fortune 500 companies. But by and large, most of the people that do this content are not making uh, what you think they're making. There's, uh, and, and they'd love to do radio because radio, and there's more people that listen to radio. It's hard for people to grasp that. That even with all of the platforms, most people go what's convenient. And for a lot of people, when you're driving around, even though you can listen to a podcast and cook, hook it up to your, your phone, a lot of people say, I mean, just turn on the radio and flip around the dial and see if I can find something to listen to because it's just easier. It's just convenient than having to plug your phone in or connect the, the Bluetooth and, and then click, you know, click on the podcast page and then find the latest podcast that you want to listen to. So there's a lot of work that goes into a podcast where on the radio, it's pretty simple. It's foolproof. Whatever, whoever, whatever idiots in the radio box is on at the time you're in the car and you listen to them. And if you like them or not, you flip the button, you go to a different station. So. But, uh, but no, I mean, the, the podcast, at some point I have a feeling, well, I, I will just, when, when I'm done with radio and I, I want to just work and I have the podcast studio set up, so I'll just do that. But I, lo- I love radio. I love, I love the, the live reaction we get in radio. So uh, what else? Pierre from Springfield, Mass., home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, says uh, where Muffet McGraw is enshrined. Uh, ben, uh, now that you dropped the cartoon anvil down on the head of Ned Flanders, should any other coworkers be looking over their shoulder uh, he says, maybe someone on the uh, the podcast. Uh, so he says, no, 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 Pierre. I, uh, I don't know that that is the case. Uh, for the most part, I'm mostly mellow. But uh, every once in a while when someone uh, hits my button, uh, then I will explode into Mount Maller, a volcanic eruption. Kaboom! Uh, but it doesn't happen that Doesn't it? Yeah, a few times a year that'll happen. And usually it is directly related. There's a correlation between uh, sleep schedule <laughs> and uh, you know having you know certain things go wrong, haywire that are out of uh, out of uh, my control that drive me to the edge. So as long as those things don't happen, I'm pretty most of the time. Yeah, I remember I had a producer one time I had screamed at, and I I, I asked him. I said, "Would you rather me be a small asshole every day or pretty mellow?" And then Every once in a while, be a total asshole. Total asshole. Yeah, yeah, he picked that. Yeah. Yeah, so I try to, you know, no one's perfect. I don't know anyone that never gets angry or upset and overreacts and, uh, you know, acts like an idiot and all that. I mean, I, I, I'm as guilty as anybody, but uh, I, I try to I try to limit that. But, it, you know, some points, Pierre, uh, we're all fallible, right? We're all human. We all fuck up. Uh, so, anyway, uh uh, Pierre also says, did you ever imagine a day where you would look forward to working with Wreck-It Ralph <laughs> compared <laughs> to the other guy? He looks like a regular George Michael and his sports machine. Uh, yeah, you know, it was very odd this week. And, you know, Wreck-It Ralph has been a rival. And I've known Ralph since I worked in San Diego back in the day. A million years ago, I was a young pup intern in San Diego. And Ralph and, and I have been in the business uh, side by side all these years later. And, and we always tell old stories about Hacksaw and go back to the old days. But... Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I loved when I saw you know Ra- Ralph on the schedule, and it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a joy. Now, listen, there's things about Ralph that annoy me too, but overall, compared to what we had early in the week, the hostile takeover, I'm, I'm, I'm all about Wreck-It Ralph. I'm all about Wreck-It Ralph. 
All right, the mailbag, back to it we go. Who is next? Jason in Rocky Mount, Virginia. Jason in Rocky Mount, Virginia. Uh, He says, Big Ben, I thought you may have have been a little tough on Brian, but it seems like you put him in his place as he sat there and sucked his thumb the rest of the week. Do you feel like now whenever he fills in, the 27-minute updates are finally over. And this is a topic we're going to get a lot of questions in the mailbag about what happened. Uh, and uh, do I think it, it, it's over? I think it's over for a while. I think it's over for a while. But what happened here, as we said, it was a hostile takeover. And Brian thought that I would just sit there and take uh, incoming incoming uh, weapons, uh, torpedoes being directed at me. And uh, I said, you know, I said, well, surprise, motherfucker. I, I'm not in the mood to do that. And then I had to go nuclear. I had to go down the nuclear option. And you heard what happened during the, the radio show at the beginning of, of Eddie Garcia's vacation week. And so uh, it ended up where Brian had to make a hasty retreat to the corner. And <laughs> hate when that hate when that happens. So uh, keep in mind, though, that one of the issues that we have with the overnight is we, we have a fair amount of anchors. But as I understand it, what I've heard through the grapevine is a, a number of them are not interested, are not interested in working the overnight hours. And it is a tough schedule. Uh, the, the shift is not for everyone. Uh, you you got to have some uh, hair on your chest and uh, testosterone. I mean, anybody that works the overnight, any job, whether you're in radio or not, it can be a, a grind, and it's not for everybody. And so we, we only have a few people that are willing – willing to do it uh and uh, and so uh it's a short list it's a short list uh who who else is on the email jennifer in richmond virginia says hi ben and other guy uh if you were taking a stroll on a path through the woods and uh, came across a large oak tree swarming with bees what would you do jennifer writes if more than one bee started attacking and stinging as you proceeded to run like the wind, how else would you get them off of you? Would you roll on the ground, jump in the nearby creek, cuss them off? Uh, I really want to know, uh, says Jennifer. Well, that's a great question. See, this is a unique question, Jennifer, and I want to thank you for that because I don't think we've ever gotten this question. And you know, a lot of times the, the questions all kind of sound the same after a while. Uh, but uh, listen, uh, good job by you. The crowd goes wild for you, Jennifer, that uh, this is a unique question. So if I am strolling on a path through the woods and I come across a large oak tree swarming with bees, uh, of the options you laid out, I would choose to jump in the creek. I think rolling on the ground, you would likely end up rolling on uh, some bees. You'd end up getting stung. Uh, stung that way so I don't think that would be the way to go uh, and I, I'm pretty confident that bees don't mind bad language that you can curse and bees won't really care uh, so of the options you laid out I'm trying to think what else off the top of my head you you could do I, I guess you could take a if you could do it quick enough a branch or as Adrian Peterson said back in the day a switch uh, you know, and you could take that switch and start whacking away like your, uh, you know, whoever your favorite baseball player is, and just, just go for it and attempt to knock the you know what out of out of the bees. I mean, that that would be the other option, 
but that you got to be quick enough and you've got to get a branch that can be like a Louisville slugger. And if you fail, uh, if you fail to do that quick enough, uh, well, that will not end. Uh, that will not end well. So the, the bees, it, it will not be the bees knees. It will be the bees dinner will be what that is. All right. Uh, what is next here? Ronnie D from KC says, would you ever consider doing a fifth hour podcast with some of the lame jokes you're not allowed to read on the Maller show? Well, Ronnie, we get this question a lot. I think we've answered it in the past, but let me be very clear and to the point. I would love to do that, but there are long-term ramifications. The wokesters have no sense of humor. Life would be so much better for all of us if people could just laugh and, and have fun and have a good time. And, and not everything has to be the most offensive thing in the world. Not everything has to be the worst thing in the world. Uh, and, but the problem, Ronnie, and I'll give the, the Jeopardy answer to you and to the other people that I'm sure will continue to answer this question or send the question and ask me to answer the question. So the, the guy that was going to be the Jeopardy host one of the things that took him down, other than the fact that he was asked to, na- to find the next Jeopardy host and just named himself, which takes a hell of a lot of chutzpah, but the guy also had a bunch of old podcasts that were comedy podcasts where he was doing comedy, and it was, as I remember, it was racial stuff, I believe it was, and people were holding that against him and saying that this guy can't host Jeopardy because he did a podcast where he, he did some comedy and it was offensive comedy. That's the problem. Like, the the jokes, many of the jokes we don't read are tremendously racist to the wokesters. Uh, They're they're, um, sexist, you know, the usual usual stuff that gets people in trouble. And so we have to avoid that. And if I read them on the podcast, they'd be great. You'd laugh your ass off. They're funny jokes. They're good jokes. The the, the kind of jokes I grew up on listening to, and uh, some of my favorite comedians did that kind of comedy. And but now if it's my name reading the jokes, then all of a sudden it, it's not going to affect me now, per se. But you know, someday if I have to leave Fox Sports Radio and I want to go work somewhere else and and uh, it's a it's a high profile job, uh, people will go back and start snooping around, try to tear you down and see if they can find any kind of mistake. Right. Any kind of mistake there. And if they find it, they'll be like, Woo! Yeah, they'll be so excited, right? They'll be like, that is great. We found something, and we've, uh, we've gotten out. So you always have to be on the defensive. Yeah, yeah. You got to play defense. You do. Even on a podcast. All right. Uh, Lee in Phoenix uh, writes and says, uh, Ben, uh, by the way, Gascon had to step out, Lee, so you're not going to get uh, Gascon here. Uh, ripping you and taking time out of his schedule to uh, to assault you because uh, he's busy. Anyway, Lee says, uh, Ben, I just went to a Guns N' Roses concert, so my question is, are you a fan of rock, of a rock band, or uh, do you have any experience on going to a rock concert? Lee, uh, I have never been to a, a real rock concert, never lived that life, have not done it. Um, and I do like uh, rock. My, um, I don't have the music gene per se. I like music. I'm a big Johnny Cash fan. Uh, that really resonates with me, Johnny Cash. I listen to him more than anybody. Some of, you know, all this stuff's obviously been gone for a while, so it's old stuff, Johnny Cash. Uh, I like that. 
and I have a very eclectic taste. My my wife busts my balls all the time because I when I listen to music, I don't really listen to the actual lyrics. It's more the rhythm. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid back appeal and down home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate available online saturday may 4th at jcp.com and in store thursday may 16th just in time for father's day limited time only jc penny make it count and i if i like the rhythm you know i i can listen to some really dumb songs when you actually listen to the lyrics and read the lyrics it's like holy crap i can't believe i like that but i like the rhythm uh, i enjoy the rhythm and and so that's that's what i'm into but i've never been to a rock uh, a rock concert. I, I would like to do that. The schedule I have is not uh, not generally uh, kind to going going to concerts. Queen Roxanne uh, writes in, uh, and uh, she had a question about Benny versus the Penny. But this is the Sunday podcast, and she's still asking. Uh, bad job by you. She also wanted to know: Can we release the podcast a little earlier so uh, she can listen and everyone else can listen before the NFL games? Uh, begin yes uh, we started that you can thank adrian in denver i believe it was adrian who said hey uh, can you put the podcast up earlier so we start the podcast it is available to download i forget i think it's like uh, i want to say 4 a.m pacific 7 a.m in the east so you're in the mountain time zone queen roxanne in colorado so that would be if my maller math is correct uh 5 a.m that should be early enough you've got like a five hour window before the Five hour? I think you have a five hour window before the games kick off. They said there would be no math. They said there would be no math. And uh, she she also put in here there there was a uh, a heart heart emoji thing here for for Gagon, which is I, I was offended by that that you gave him the heart eyes, and uh, I I didn't get the heart eyes. You gave those to Gascon. A uh, blind Emmett, one of our favorites. This kid's a stud. He's in high school, man. This guy's one of the great callers in the show, and he's only in high school. Imagine how good he's going to be. When he uh, reaches his calling prime. When is your talk radio calling prime? 
That might not be till your 50s or 60s. I mean, I got guys that are in their 70s that are calling the show. They've been calling the show since they were in their 40s. Actually, I guess not 40s, 50s, but uh, crazy. Anyway, Blind Emmett, the Seahawk fan in Olympia, Washington, going back to school now, he says, what's the craziest food combo you guys have had? So, so Emmett, first of all, I don't do a lot of craziness on the food. Uh, I don't. Now, when I was in high school, uh, you, you know, and, and you'll experience this. I'm sure it's not different. I mean, people, you know, society changes, but people are generally the same. Uh, and you go out with your friends, and uh, you, you, have, you have a good time. And if you're at a restaurant, I remember I was at a McDonald's. And one of the guys at the table said, hey, um, there was some food that was left in the, the McDonald's wrapper there. It was like a, it was a quarter pounder. It wasn't a Big Mac, as I remember. And it was like a quarter of a Big Mac that was eaten by somebody on the table. And there was some, some stuff. There was some sauce packets. Uh, there were some things that were like random fries and, and a few other things that had just been around the table. Uh, and then it was all like piled on top of each other, and they they added a bunch of other sauces. They just like mixed all these McDonald's sauces together, and it doesn't sound that bad, I guess. But it, at the time, as I remember it, it was like pretty disgusting the pile of stuff. And I thought I was like in the circus, you know, and it was uh, it was a clown, a clown or something going on. But I I did it, I ate it, and I I got a couple of bucks out of it. I love a good food challenge. We've done food challenges on the show. We've had Koopa Loop will eat anything. I had read one time that the person that invented uh, petroleum jelly uh, would eat that, a spoonful of that every day, and thought that Vaseline was the key to longevity. And we we looked it up online, and it was like, well, safety to take uh, Vaseline. And so Koopa Loop knowing that Coop is a garbage disposal, we had him, if you're new to the show, we had a listener actually came by with a little container of Vaseline, and we had a spoon. We got out of the kitchen, and on the air, Coop ate a spoonful of Vaseline. Not a spoonful of sugar, a spoonful of Vaseline. And we were all like, man, what are you doing? I mean, but uh, he did it, and he's still here, so... It uh, it won't kill you. I don't know that it makes it live any longer. And then we also had a when Jay Moore was doing a show at FSR back in the day. He had some um, food. I forget. I forget the name. It was a, a hot dog place. Might have been that big hot dog chain. Anyway, they brought some hot dogs over, and there was there were a couple of dogs that were sitting in the room, had been sitting in the room all day. And as I remember, we were like, "Wow, I can't believe it was him eat." You know, that bleeping hot dog. And uh, and you say that, yeah, hot dog. And it somehow it ended up on the air where it was like, well, we, we, Coop, would you do it? And then how much money would it take? And we came up with a, I forget how much. It wasn't very much. And we all put some money in and Coop ate a hot dog that had been sitting around uh, for um, at, at least a day, maybe a couple of days. It might have been a couple of days, but he ate the hot dog. But that's not a combo, Emmett. That's just uh, one One food dish. Uh, Let's see. Ozzy Momentum. Ozzy Momentum. Very popular on social media. He writes in. uh, He says, have either of you watched any Australian rules football? Not that garbage game rugby. Our national sport, Ozzy rules football. And what are your thoughts? It's our religion down here. Interested on your thoughts. Well, 
I'll give you my thoughts, Ozzy Moynihan. The other guy is, is not here, so it's, it's just me. Uh, now, I, I have not watched a, an entire Ozzy Rules football game. I've not. So I'm not going to sit here and say I have, and I don't watch it. I've watched sporadically. If it's you know, on, I think Fox actually has the TV deal here in the States, and I've seen a bunch of clips on YouTube. And I, I know a few of the rules. I actually have, I have a, a list of rules here comparing it to American football. And it is much different. It's, it's unique. And the thing that I remember, I'm not a fan of it, so don't, don't confuse me as a fan. But if I was from Australia, when in Australia, act like an Australian. When I, and and I, would, I would be into it if I grew up with it. But there's so many players on the field. You got two teams of 22 players. There's 18 players on the field at each time in this Aussie rules football. So you got three backups. There's one injury replacement. And you're only allowed a certain amount of substitutes. Like Conceivably, in the NFL and the NBA, you can make as many substitutions as you want as long as they're in, in the NFL before the next play and you have to change players during timeouts in the NBA and all that. Uh, the field also. This over, over, fee, over, over, uh, what am, what's the word? Oval. That's the word. Hello, dummy. Uh, oval. Uh, yeah, I got that wrong. The oval field, uh, which is massive. It is 202 yards by 169. So it's two football fields by almost two football fields. So it's huge. And it's, it's oval shaped. The word I, I just screwed up. And it, it goes on, instead of 60 minutes, they go 80 minutes because everything's different in Australia, as you know, Aussie Momentum. And it really is football. Like You have to kick the ball through these middle – they have a bunch of posts, and I, I guess the ones in the middle, that's worth six points. But if you hit one of the goal posts and the ball's deflected, it's worth one point, and you can also get one point if you kick it between a long goal post and a short goal post. There's all this minutia. And like defensively, you, you're allowed to block a kick. You can intercept it. You can push off. Uh, you know, you, you can, you know, they can push you off the field. Players can push you around or tackle you by grabbing you uh, below the shoulders, according to the rules here that I've got, uh, pulling you to the field. But if they do tackle you, they are awarded a free kick from uh, the spot of the tackle. So there, there is that. And uh, you can go any direction, uh, backwards, forwards, all of that. Nobody cares. And the, the one thing, though, it's, it's kind of like football that you have to bounce the odd-shaped football, or I guess it's called a football, uh, every 15 meters, which is... 16, a little over 16 yards for Americans that don't understand meters like most of us. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And uh, so uh, that, that's, that's a big difference. And throwing the ball is not allowed. You have to, it's only the bounce pass. It's, it's only the bounce pass. But they have this thing called the mark, which is a, you know, it's kind of the same, same deal as a pass, but you kick it. And you can kick it like long, like a punt in American football. And it has to go 15 meters or more. And if a teammate catches it, Without the ball bouncing on the ground, the player is then awarded a free kick from that spot. So that's like a big game-changing uh, play. Uh, and uh, you have 10 seconds. The, the key thing, the mark, if you get that, you have 10 seconds, like a free kick. And then there's one version where you get 30 seconds, but I don't know how that works. And they have this thing called the specky, uh, where you're allowed to push anyone in the back. But if there's a marking contest and an opponent is standing in your way, you are allowed to use their back for leverage. So I guess you're not allowed to push anyone in the back is what I meant to say. And But if there's a marking contest, you are allowed to jump on them like a trampoline and uh, catch the ball. And that's why we get some of those crazy highlights. Some of those wild and crazy highlights come from that. And there's a bunch of penalties. I mean, I can go into this. I can go on and on. There's like do a deep dive on Aussie rules football. But there's a, a bunch of these penalties that... It's uh, you know, 50, 50 meter penalties, 56 yards or 54 yards for arguing, disputing decisions, pretty much anything talking to the official, which they call the umpire, uh, you're screwed. Um, but I, I would love, I'll tell you this, Ozzy, how about this? Someday, I, I'm, I'm sure my, my wife would take me to Australia. I'd love to do New Zealand and Australia. I, I used to be on the radio in New Zealand. I've got friends in New Zealand. Uh, I know you, Aussie Momentum, Aussie guy. There's a few other P1s in the Mallard Militia. I think it would be awesome to come to Australia and to hang out, and uh, and I want to make that happen. So, so hopefully at some point we'll do that. And if that happens, then I got to go to an Aussie rules game. I would like to experience that because the energy in the stadium is awesome. So I, I want to see if you know, that, that vibe is as, as real, as authentic 
uh, in person. All right, uh, thank you for that. That was a much longer answer than I planned, Aussie Momentum, uh, but that's the way of the world. You'll have to wait because uh, uh, the, uh, the other guy uh, is, uh, is not here. Is not here, but as you said, it's your religion. It's kind of like in, in the in the states here, American football. The NFL is the religion. It's the zeitgeist of the times and all. That. Uh, ben, uh, this email from Adrian in the Mile High City. Uh, he says, "Have uh, either of you ever caught a home run ball at a baseball game? Uh, how about a foul ball?" Well, the the only uh, he then tells the story. He said, "The only home run ball I ever got was a moonshot pulled down the right field line at Coors Field by Larry Walker back in 1999." And Adrian says he remembers it well because it's the only home run ball that he ever got. He says his dad got Fourth of July fireworks tickets. That's a good dad, right? You get a little fireworks show after the game. Way to go! The whole family was there. Second deck at Coors Field, out in right field. And Larry crushed the ball, Adrian says, and it's speeding closer and closer right at us. The ball ended up bouncing off an empty seat a few rows behind where we were sitting. It bounced off the empty seat, hit my sister in the back, and right off my sister, and it rolled down the aisle, and that's where I began to chase. He said at the time he had a broken left arm, and uh, he was using his cast and sort of shield. Well, that's a good strategy, to shield other people with the cast. That's like NFL linemen will do that. They'll have like a broken hand or finger or something like that. So they'll have a big cast. And they'll use that as a mallet, as like a cartoon mallet. That's a, that's a solid move. And he says he was able to, to grab it somehow, rolled right uh, down uh, under a flight of stairs towards the concourse, and he had the, the souvenir. Well, to answer your question, I, as a fan, I got one baseball that I remember, I, there was a couple that I got, a lot of batting practice. I, I learned as a fan, uh, I don't know if this is still the case, but when I was a kid, nobody went to batting practice. And I grew up in Orange County, so I actually went to the Big A more than I went to Dodger Stadium. And I, I would go out early, and they were really bad about cleaning up the baseballs that were hit over the right field fence in Anaheim. And back in those days, it was a football stadium. And so there was a gap between... The, the, the fence, the actual outfield fence and the warning track, and then you had the actual stands. And I had jerry-rigged a whatchamacallit, which was a plastic cup and a string. I literally used a plastic cup and a string because you couldn't get down and reach where the balls were. And I would, the suction, and I had to put a weight on this plastic cup. It's one of the, the cooler things that I did as a, I was like in high school at the time. Uh, but I, I remember uh, taking this thing, and I got a lot of baseballs that way. I don't know who hit them and all that, but it was a very effective tool. And then they caught on to that because they would recycle the baseballs, and they had some old dude who would run through and try to grab the home run balls as quickly as they were hit because they were losing too many of the balls to punk kids like myself. And after I, I was doing it, some other people started – uh, joining it, and it was a, uh, it was on. It was on. Everyone's like, wait a minute here. What the dog doing? Yeah, no, what you doing? And uh, it turned out we were, we were taking away from the random baseballs that were being hit. Uh, anyway, but I, I also got one from Jeffrey Leonard during a game. The hack man, Jeffrey Leonard, great star of baseball. He was at the end of his career. But foul ball hit down the line, big A. Fat kid Ben comes up to the foul pole and I remember yelling hey Hackman hey Hackman because I, I remember his nickname I 
even though he played for the Giants, he was originally a Dodger, and he played for the Giants, and he had that home run trot where he'd mad dog. He'd mad dog uh, the opponent, and he had the arm flap, one flap down. And so I liked his style. I liked his bravado. And I yelled Hackman, and he tossed the ball to me. And I, that, that moment when you think, at, like everyone in the stadium is looking at you, and, and most people aren't, but at the time you think everyone's looking at you, and then you have that, do I catch it, do I not catch it, am I going to drop it, am I going to drop it on the field, is someone going to come over my back and get the ball? Like all these thoughts are going through your head at the same time, and, uh, and, and then uh, finally you, you get the ball, and it's, it's great. And I, I had several in the press box when I was in, in radio. I had a Chad Cruder who was a – Backup catcher for the Dodgers, fouled the ball off, shattered my laptop in a million pieces. And uh, I'm still bitter about that, still bitter about that all, all these years later. And there, there were a few other uh, incidents that uh, took place. Uh, Adrian says, can you share any prop action plays uh, you would put down on the Denver-New York Giants game? Today, uh, I like the Broncos. Uh, yeah, well, I gave the pick out. I gave the pick out on Benny versus the Penny. Uh, but I, I am on the on the side there. I, I generally uh, like Denver uh, in the game, although uh, the line I don't like road favorites. I try to avoid road favorites, but they're the better team, and I expect the defense to to do very well today. I'd be very surprised if Daniel Jones and the Giants' offense explodes. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater, if I'm right about Teddy Bridgewater, he's been very good profitably over the years. That uh, Teddy is uh, is the guy that you want to bet on. He's the guy that you want to, uh, you want to bet on because you're, you're going to win money most of the time. Cliff from Nashville writes, and we'll do a few more here on the mailbag. Cliff in Nashville says, Ben, uh, my wife uh, has been sick out lately. She, uh, she has uh, criticized, but lately she has criticized everything I do. Is that a sign she's recovering? Yes. Yes, that is a sign your wife is on the road to health. On the road to health, so you're in good shape there. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, let's see. Page down here. Page down. Vols fan Jimmy says, uh, did you buy your first car or did your parents buy it for you? None of the above. My grandfather, I got my grandfather's old car, a Volari, a brown Volari, which I loved because, you know, anybody who's a teenager and gets a car, you love it. But it had the most comfortable seats and it was very big and roomy on the inside. And I loved it. It was ugly, and I would never buy a brown car. But at the time, I thought this was – it just reeked of the uh, the 80s and the 70s. I don't even remember what year it was. I think it was like in the 70s the car was made. And I got it uh, much later than that. But I loved that car. It was great. Loved it. Uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, who else do we have here? Uh, Ronnie D. from KC says, do you have the Maller Oath memorized or do you have it written down at your desk? Uh, I have it memorized, but occasionally I forget something. So I do have a copy of it. Uh, Ronnie, I'm not going to lie. I'll be honest there. I do have a copy of it here because uh, I don't want to make the mistake like some of the callers do who are just repeating it a moment later. Uh, as far as some of the other guys, Barry in, in Music City, uh, Vols fan Jimmy, Ricardo from Fresno, uh, we didn't have time. Chris in Maricopa, Iowa, did not have time uh, for your, your emails, unfortunately. But try again uh, next week. We'll hopefully have more time on the mailbag and have a wonderful rest of your NFL Sunday. Don't forget, we'll be back on the radio. The Ben Maller Show goes live 11 p.m. in the West on Sunday night, 2 a.m., 2 a.m. in the East on Monday morning. We'll have that 
postmortem on the Rams and the Chicago Bears and every other big story from the NFL Sunday. We'll break it all down, all of it down, and we will have that for you coming up tonight. So uh, and we'll catch you next week on the podcast. Remember, you can email the podcast at any time you want to send a question in. You don't have to wait for me to post something on Facebook. Uh, but I do post every Tuesday, Ben Maller Show on Facebook. Uh, we do that. And uh, also, also, the real fifth hour at gmail.com. Real fifth hour at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the football. Hopefully, you win some money, and we'll catch you next time. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 